This is a wee bit of everything. The podcast that explores all things sport and teaching. Hello there and welcome to the A Wee Bit of Everything podcast with your hosts Lewis and Clark. Thanks for coming back to tune in to this week's episode. We really are amazed by all the support we have received from everyone so far. Our partner of the podcast is Premiership Experience who have played a big role in helping us develop. Premiership Experience offer fantastic sports tours within the UK and abroad so be sure to check them out on Twitter at Prem Experience. This is a professional learning platform where we get ideas and insights from like-minded professionals. Our vision is to inspire, to teach and to entertain. So let's get started with this week's episode of A Wee Bit of Everything. Hi folks and welcome to our sixth live webinar with A Wee Bit of Everything um, where we're going to find out a bit more about the digital education platform ThingLink. Just a wee bit of background information on the podcast for those of you that haven't yet stumbled across it prior to tonight. Clark and myself started this a year past in April, um, and we've released a new episode each week since then. Um, it was literally just an idea off the back of the first lockdown, and we've just kind of decided to keep it going from then. So if you find yourself at a loose end over the summer or um, on, on your drive to work or the way back from work, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, or SoundCloud just by searching a wee bit of everything, and you might find some episodes that um, are quite useful to you or some that perhaps not so useful. Um, but before we get going, um, just to give a wee mention to our partner of the podcast, which is Premiership Experience, um, who offer fantastic sports tours within the UK and abroad, providing unforgettable experiences for our young people. So you can check them out on Twitter at Prem Experience, or likewise, you can head on over to their website at premiershipexperience.co.uk. Um, I know my school's had a, a few trips in the past with them, and I uh, can speak for Clark here by saying he's organised a couple um, down south to the Premiership, where the, the pupils get to do some training and um, get to experience a game at the, the, the team that they went to train with. Um, so if you're thinking of organising any trips when we get back to some sort, sort of normality after August, then you can check them out on Twitter and see what they can, they can offer you. So um, with that being said, I'll pass you over to Clark now, who's going to introduce tonight's guest and uh, the, the podcast episode. Yeah, thanks, Lewis. So if you're listening in from uh, your commute to work or from home or if you're part of our interactive webinar, uh, welcome. Uh, all the questions um, that we're going to ask Louise tonight throughout the webinar are from the guests who signed up and they're, part, and they're with us tonight. We believe this is the way kind of forward, so it's giving teachers a voice um, and hopefully getting the most out of the webinar um, and, and kind of thanking you for signing up. So. Uh, we want you to leave here feeling inspired uh, to take action on some of the strategies that we'll learn from, from tonight and just sharing best practice um, with, with regards to ThingLink and how we can bring it to life in our lessons for, for, uh, for PE. Uh, so I'm going to go on to, to uh, I've got the pleasure of introducing uh, Louise Jones, uh, who is the Director of Communications and Partnerships at ThingLink. So we're more than confident um, what Louise has to say um, will mean that you'll learn more about how to teach using ThingLink to bring about the positive outcomes for, for uh, the young people in their care. Um, and just finally, before we kind of introduce, um, goes on to introduce herself, if you've got any questions throughout the webinar, uh, just pop them in the chat. Um, if you've got anything that springs to mind, just put it in there and we can, we can ask Louise um, throughout the, the webinar. So 
First of all, uh, sorry, Louise, would you, would you like to give us a wee brief background um, on your professional career um, and how you sort of fell in love with Scotland? Because I know you're a big fan of, of uh, Scotland uh, from speaking to you over the last few weeks. Yeah, oh, thank you, Clark. That's a really nice introduction. So, as you said, my name's Louise and I actually live in the north. I'm in the Murray Coast um, near Fintorn Bay, which is just beautiful. And I've been in Scotland for about 18 years or so. I've got lots of friends up here and I moved up here originally to go and work for the Highland Council, where I used to head up um, health promoting schools and somebody on the webinar this evening will remember that very year of 2005 Mr Stanger um, when health promoting schools was just like this huge the then Scottish executive direct, uh, directive where they said all oh, schools in Scotland must be health promoting schools and uh, yeah it was it's kind of gone full circle because there's a real kind of focus on mental health and well-being now which is just fantastic to see and after that yeah looked after health and well-being and then kind of technology came in and suddenly you know we needed to start thinking about digital learning and teaching and well-being and with a view to look at e-safety so I started looking at sort of digital e-safety cyberbullying in the context of health and well-being mm -hmm. um, and then that became became kind of CFE health and well-being you know there was a real shift then and I just love being hugely kind of geeky and looking at youth culture and what changes the way that young people live and learn and the way that education responds hence I started looking at digital learning and teaching and I did the job that Karen McLeod does in South Lanarkshire for the Highland Council um, which I absolutely loved and did a lot of work looking at all kinds of technologies as well as kind of Chromebooks, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then I was offered a job and went to work for Google for a couple of years. So I jumped over the industry fence and went from, you know, kind of working in public sector to working in the industry. And then I arrived at ThingLink and yeah, absolutely love it. It's a fantastic tool. And I like to think that, you know, I've tried to keep abreast of, you know, what's going to be really current for young people in terms of learning and teaching, hence I'm landing on ThingLink, and I'm delighted to show you what it can do. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to Really looking forward to hearing, you know, how you can marry the two, the health and wellbeing within ThingLink, uh, ThingLink, sorry, and promote it with, with the young people. So... Thanks for uh, giving us a brief kind of introduction to, to your career there. Suppose we'll move on then to talking a bit more about ThingLink. So, so what is it, and you know how okay. can how can we you know use it within our classes to promote learning? So I'm going to share my screen, but what I've also done is I've actually made you a thing link this evening, which has got a bit, do you still say PPAS? Is that sort of still a term that you would use for PE, physical activity and sport? Yeah? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I've kind of done a PPAS focused thing link. So that should be on the screen, but also I've put it in the chat and I've put it out on social media so people can go and have a look and interact with this. So ThingLink is a way that you can take any media, whether it's an image, whether it's a 360 image, whether it's a video or a 360 video, and you upload this to ThingLink, and then you can add in clickable hotspots where you can add in further kind of video, text, 360 images, you can link them all together. 
So yeah, I thought I'd just kind of do a, a sort of thing link to show you actually what it looks like. So, and I've also related it to learning and teaching as well. So quite often um, you might find that you want to demonstrate kind of complex concepts, particularly in um, physical education. So this is a, an example of a thing link here with all my hotspots. And you can see that I've created some like custom icons as well. I've got a little golf ball icon that I've created. Mm -hmm. And here I've just got a video which I've embedded and I can stop and pause this. I can make it big, but I've also just put in some little hotspots, which has got, this is me trying to add in my golfing knowledge. I'm not very good at golf. I would love to be a golfer, by the way. And I've just put stance, knees bent slightly in comfortable stance, preparing to swing and strike the ball. So this is a text tag, but what's really, really cool, and thinking about accessibility within my health and well-being hat as well and inclusion, is that you can click on this little icon here, which is immersive reader, and this will actually open this up again into this window box. And you've also got and if you click on here, you've got picture dictionary. Mm -hmm. But what's really, really cool is that if I click on this little reading preferences, I can choose to translate this into over 80 different languages. So I just changed this into, let's use a language, French. Change it by document. And now you can see that that text is now in French. And I've also got text to speech. And my French available through the, the app as well or is there certain restrictions from the app because I was playing about with it earlier yeah so first tip don't use ThingLink um, on an app just use it straight on the browser right. because the browser experience so this is like going back a few years you know the apps were a lot better because you could build them with functionality but the browser particularly on an iPad or on a mobile device has got so much better that we say now, just use it on the browser, don't use it on the app, because actually the app, the browser experience is a lot better. Right. So there you've got your built-in text-to-speech, lots of reading options, so I can change that to have a line focus as well. So yeah, it's, it's just a fantastic tool. So now you've created this little video where I can put these little hotspots in at any point, and you see she takes a swing, and then I've got looking at where the ball went, which is what I do before I hit the ball, and I usually miss. So that's just a little example, and this background is a video, but it could be an image, it could be a 360 image, it could be a 360 video even, so you can make it completely interactive, which is thinking about multimodal kind of methods of communication. So you know, if you were using that to explain a concept, you could see that in that tag that I put there, this is a, a, like a text tag, but you could also put an image in there as well, or a little video. Mm -hmm. So it'd be like a video and text. So you could have sign language, for example, and have another look at demonstration. Mm -hmm. Then another demonstration here is um, for documenting learning. And this is Hamish and Hamish, is uh, a young person who I know personally and I have um, the um, permission to use this and Hamish is actually trying out for a Nordic ski um, club so he's going to train with the GB team and he's built this thing link to be a one-stop shop of things like
So he's actually put in the text and he's put in images, but he's also recorded audio about himself. And you think, you know, this is kind of like the future of CVs. Why would you have a text-based CV when you can have a multimedia CV, which not only shows your digital skills, but it's just natural for young people to be recording audio, to be recording video now. So this is contextually relevant for kids today, but it's also opening up a, a world of multimodal communication. Here is put his other interests in sports. These are just text and media tags, but what I quite, he's actually linked a video here of his cone test. And then he's also put in other, That's pretty impressive, Hamish. So when he's done this, he can now just share this link or he could embed it into a website as well. So if you think about like a e-portfolio or a project-based learning activity, and kids can collaborate on these together, that you could actually use this for project-based learning to um, show concepts and understanding putting all those resources in one place. So good on Hamish, watch out. You might see him in the future in some kind of Olympic Nordic skiing team. So I mentioned that you can use images or videos with ThingLink, but you can also use 360. And now we're gonna take a trip to the Opel Stadium in Rhineland in Germany. So thinking about your premiership experiences, this has been really popular this year, particularly when people can't travel to places. So many schools are, are using this to not only look at trips abroad. So here we are, I'm gonna go down onto the pitch. So if you think about this again in a, in a context for yourselves, you know, if you were studying stadium layout, what it's like to be on the pitch, what it's like to be in there, you can see that there's lots of these different icons that have been embedded that take you to um, little videos of what it's like to be there. It's actually a YouTube clip that's been embedded of what looks like to be uh, the start of a big game. But you know, you could add all kinds of different immersive experiences to this, and then this could be um, shared as a as a topic, or pupils could clone this and make their own stadium understand. And I think if you kind of scroll down, you can even go into the dugout. Are you impressed with my knowledge? Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. And explore the changing rooms and, you know, here we've got, you know, what it's like to, and you can, you can imagine, you know, sharing this with young people and saying, oh, look, what would it be like to have your photo taken in front of the advertising board? I'm probably giving free advertising to Opal here. That's Vauxhall, isn't it? Is that Vauxhall? I get confused. But yeah, so now we can actually go into the stadium and explore the changing rooms. And, you know, if more clubs did resources like this, particularly, you know, when it's difficult to visit places, what we're doing is we're making places accessible. And ThingLink provides a 360 image library. So, gosh, that's quite a posh locker room, isn't it? Can you imagine? They've got better seats in there than in my car. Although, Look, you could... Although I've been in one as good as that, I have to say. I know. That reminds really me of cool, the, the changing rooms at my school. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> school's really and we good. give everybody ideas now. So the point being is that you can use 360 content from ThingLink, but you can also create your own 360 content as well. So I'm just going to come out of that one because I know we're all out, you know, jolling on the time. 
So to put that into a kind of Scottish school context, and I've just created an example, poor Colts Academy is going to feel like the poor relation now, because if I click on this one here, this is another example of a conditional transition um, to uh, a, a tour tag. So what I've just said for tonight is, have you used your hand sanitizer? If we say no, that's not right, we say yes. So what I've done is I've just put a question tag, which could almost be a password to get into Colts Academy, and then we can go in and have a look at the gym hall here. And this is being used for virtual tours, inductions for pupils, so they can see what it's like to be in a gym hall, they couldn't get there. And actually, a number of schools found that during lockdown, it was mm -hmm. really important for kids to feel connected to school because yep. they were starting to say they were forgetting what it looks like. And their classrooms are places that they know and love and spend so much time. So it was really important to keep some pupils connected so they didn't feel anxious about returning to school. But also for new pupils, for induction and transition, this is a really nice way of being able to show them what it's like to be in a school and for parents to see it. How many parents do we struggle to get into schools because of their own experience of being at school? We still hear that today. So having this embedded onto a website is a really nice way of being able to show that. What you can also see at the bottom here is that this will actually work in VR as well. Um, I have, this obviously isn't a headset, but um, all of the 360 images I'm showing you will work on, so that's what it would look like if you were looking at this on a VR headset. Mm -hmm. um, so you can use Google Cardboard, you could use uh, Class VR or Oculus Rift or any of those VR headsets. So, you know, think about the potential for that, for exploring places that you've never been to before, and developing those in partnership with the school community, places of work, you know, kind of building sites, what it's like to work at the top of a crane um, and having a 360, you know. And so great question already. Do you need a special camera feature? Well, you can actually use your own phone and use the Google Street View app to take 360 images and then just upload them to ThingLink. That's, that's all you need to do. Um, so it's quite easy to do. Also at the bottom here, you can see I've got these little cubes, which means you can search throughout scenes as well. So you can just hop along to any scene if you get confused. So yeah, that was just, I'm just going to go back into that. So that was just, you know, showing you that 360 tour in, in kind of context. And then the last but no means least um, a little experience that I wanted to show you is how you can elevate learning experiences. And this is a fantastic example from Amanda, who's on the call. And Amanda, again, did this as a, a sort of lockdown activity. And what she wanted to do was to engage her little learners. Hi, Amanda, I know that you're on the call. If you want to say hello, jump in. But Amanda has taken advantage of the fact that when pupils are at home, they're being bombarded with work in lockdown, or they were initially, and parents were struggling to get their kids to sit in front of the computer or whatever. So she created these with ThingLink, and she's even got Herbert, the talking cat, that introduces 
Oh, the sound's not working. Oh, is it not? No. Oh, some reason my sound's not working, but um, that was Herbert's um, Great Outdoors, and it was Herbert introducing what was going to be a fantastic sports day activities. You'll have to have, a, if you click on the thing link, you'll hear it, but there's lots and lots of um, sports day events, and Amanda's actually and I'll hand over to you Amanda, is that you've been able to incorporate and embed Flipgrid into this so that pupils could actually share videos of themselves. So you, not only can you use that text and media tag, but you can embed third party tools into a thing link as well. And we'll come on to have a look at that in a second. But Amanda, did you want to jump in and just say anything about that? Yeah, I just wanted to say, um, I sort of came across a thing link uh, during the first, very early on the first um, lockdown and I'm, I was teaching primary one. So um, they were really good with digital technology. They could log in themselves, but what they couldn't do is sort of type and navigate their way around. So thing link was the ideal solution because it gave them a sense of independence. They could choose the tags that they could do. They could use immersive reader to um, navigate themselves around what I'd shared with them. And I I think it was, we were maybe about two or three weeks in and I already knew that my wee ones were getting a bit fed up. So as soon as I started using ThingLink, there was just this burst of energy and engagement with home learning. And it sort of took the pressure off parents as well because the wee ones could just do it independently, pick and choose their tags, um, and I started using my pets to yeah, deliver the lessons because I got fed up with listening to myself. Although I am in all the videos demonstrating things. Um, yeah, I just think ThingLink is just such an inclusive, amazing, powerful, but super simple tool to use, quick to learn. And the possibilities are actually endless. I think this was a pretty early one and I was always using the text and media tag. And it literally last week, I. I went through all the ways that you can make a text and media tag look. And there's so many different ways with um, just images or videos or text and titles and um, audio and links to other websites. It was just an all encompassing tool that I could use to engage my wee ones. And, and I completely love it. Everything I've made, I've shared and you can go and clone it and edit it to whatever you want, if you'd like to. Um, so if there's anything you've seen and you can't get hold of, let me know and I'll share the URL with you. Um, but I totally highly recommend it. It is such an amazing tool. And I learn something new pretty much every day when I'm using ThingLink. So Thanks, any questions, please reach out. I'm totally happy to help, share, collaborate <laughs> in any way I can. Oh, no, that's brilliant. Thank you. And I think it's really important that people hear from people that have used it as well, not just me going on about how much I like it. Uh, so um, that was Amanda's one. And I've kind of put those categories together. So I thought that they were pedagogical uses with clear kind of learning theory underpinning using ThingLink in those ways. A couple of other things that I just wanted to show you as well. Um, so in the thing link that I shared with you, I've actually put a few more videos to show you the pedagogy and practice. So you can have a look at those um, for the same kind of genres. 
And then the last thing that I'm going to show you before we go back to the questions, because I had a sight of one question before I came on the webinar, and that was someone saying, well, you know, if I want to create a tag and I want to use additional icons, how might I do that? So I just created this text and media tag to show you something new. This is a, a large tag size, which you can use, but also I'm going to show you how easy it is to edit and to create a thing link. So if I click on my edit button, this brings up the tag editor and you can see here that I simply add a tag and it gives me those four options where I can add text and media, add a text label, add content from a website or create tool. So for example, if I was going to create a new tag, I could choose a text and media tag and then you just go through the options. I can give it a title. I can give it a description here. And I can also create these buttons, which is a, a call to action button. And you can just pop the URL in there. And then you can add an image or a video. You can upload audio or even just record your audio directly into it. Or you can delete your tag. If you want to change your icon, you can see here there's a change icon button. And ThingLink provides these for you, but you can also add your own. And to be helpful, what I did was in Canva was to create this template. And if you use this template, you can see that I've set it up so that you can create your own numbers. And say I want to change this one and change the background. So I'll just change that to be, I don't know, blue. If I want to add that now as an icon, I simply click download and you need to change this to SVG and give it a transparent background. And I'm going to download just that page one and then click done and download that. So that's now downloading to my hard drive. There we go. And then back in my thing link here, I've got my, you can see I practiced earlier on so I can get it right. I simply upload the icon, choose the SVG file that I downloaded. So that's that one there. And here we have my number 10. And now you can see that I can choose my number 10 icon, click done, and there you have it. And that means that you can just create any number of icons, but also there's another website which is called Flat Icon, that you can go and you can download pre-made icons for free. You need to acknowledge your source, but that's just a really easy way of being able to create your own icons. In the settings, you can change your color scheme if you want to, um, you can upload audio so it plays throughout the whole thing link as well. And I'm gonna click done and I'll just delete that one. So if I don't want that tag, delete the tag, done. And there you have it. So you can then share your thing link. If you want to share it, you can just click share and copy this embed media code. And you could pop that into a Google site, a Glow blog, anywhere like that. Or you can just share it by link. There you go. And copy that link and then just share that out. So you've got really nice options to share it as well. Now, the very clever, clever, clever thing is that you can see that I created this background using something called Canva. And I can also edit my background if I want to, so I could change this text. 
because originally you had to just upload an image and that image could be a photo, it could be an infographic, it could be a school poster on a JPEG, could be anything. But now we also have an option to create with Canva as well, which is pretty super. And then the last thing I was just going to show you is that I've embedded a Google Sheet here, which has got um, our top 30 things that we find that people want to embed into an embed tag. And yeah, it's a pretty endless list. And then I've also put some examples of what that looks like in action as well. So it's pretty, pretty easy to use. Um, if I go back into the main thing link interface, you can see it's just set up like folders. You hit your create button and you just can drag and drop things in or from your Google Drive, your OneDrive, design with Canva, or you can search on Unsplash. There's about 2 million images there, which you can use, which are for thing linkers. And we've even got our own 360 library, which is growing. And for example, you could go into work environments, find uh, an image. Let's see, we've got COVID testing in the USA. And then I've got these buttons up here and I can just clone that. And then that would be in my account ready for me to add tags to as well. So if I go back to my account now and I go to my content, uh, there's my clone of the COVID testing and you can create these folders and collaborate with other people as well. That's probably enough. So I'm going to stop now. Clark, back over to you. Yeah, I was going to ask a couple of questions there, but you can answer them in the last bit that you were looking at. I was going to ask, is there a bank of three, th three six images built into yeah. things like this? So no, that's good. And my other one was, is it linked to Google Drive? Which I think is obviously useful for, for ourselves who are on the Google platforms. So yeah, cool. definitely. And what I didn't show you, so if I go back into here and then I click share and publish to social, you see I can share directly to Google Classroom as well. Right, right. So if I share that to Google Classroom, it will just open up my classrooms. So I've got, say, my student voice and I can choose an action and I'll create an assignment. And then it's just like, like setting up a, a normal assignment right. and then you would just post that directly to your classroom like you would do. Um, and we integrate with Microsoft Teams as well. So I like to think that ThingLink plays nicely with everybody and everybody loves it. Yeah, definitely. It's harmony. <laughs> <laughs> so would you, would you say that it's more for teachers to create ThingLinks for their pupils or would you say you could hand over the ownership to the pupils to make the ThingLinks or, or is it a place for both? Oh, definitely a place for both. So you saw Hamish's one. So Hamish had created that himself. But I, someone was talking to me the other day about how we could use ThingLink for like experiments. And we were saying, you know, you could use a GIF as a background as well to demonstrate a water cycle, for example. And then you could just give that ThingLink to pupils without the tags on and they would copy it and then add the tags in themselves so that you could demonstrate they could demonstrate what their understanding of the topic is and don't forget you can embed a google form so you could always have it as an assessment tool as well so you could say look at this thing link here's a google form and ask questions about it so it is actually a really nice tool for checking back um you know general understanding of a topic yeah and that's good yeah I, I think that's a really nice use case. Mm -hmm. That's a good idea, actually, embedding a Google form and having questions in based on the, the image for the video. Perfect. Um, Louise, I really like the idea of the, the golf one that you showed as part one on your, your demonstration of concepts. I think that's a, a really th good thing that I could 
just thinking about my own teaching, um, I've used something kind of similar, but it's just been with YouTube videos. But I like the idea of incorporating the teaching points in there as well. But see, am I right in saying I could put that, like use that as a QR code? For example, if I'm teaching badminton yeah. or something and then the kids could scan that code and they don't need any, they just scan the code, then it will just come up on their phone. Yeah, sure. So if I go back into my account, you can see that here's the actual thing link of the um, golf swing. I actually got that video from Canva. So it's a really cool tip. Um, if teachers can get a free Canva account, um, teach Canva EDU, so they get all of the premium features. And I just got that as a video. Um, if I click the share button, um, you can see that I've got share link. Can you see here that there's a QR code option? Yeah. If I click the QR code, it brings up the QR code, and then I could put that onto a poster in the gym, or I could just give them the QR code as part of a handout or, you know, on a website or a project site or anything like that. So, yeah, um, the other cool thing with that is as well, if you wanted to do a VR experience, and that was a 360 video or a 360 image you can also produce a short url for vr as well which is really cool um i if i was using phones with say google cardboard or something like that i probably just put the url into a google classroom and then the pupils click on it and it comes up on the phone and then you'd put the you know they'd be able to view it in vr mode but yeah you've got the options to do that there as well but qr codes are, are great for kind of inanimate objects aren't they yeah it's good it's, it kind of takes the, the kind of onus off you as well if you're like getting them to to look at a technique for something say it's maybe a national five people looking at the technique of a, a skill that they're trying to improve they could just be getting on with that while you could be working with others and i think that's just a really good idea especially how you can implement the teaching points in there as well so um, no, that's great. A question that did come up um, from one of the guests when they were signing up, Louise, was, is it possible to copy tags from one thing link to another? So you can't just cut and paste tags, but what you can do is to, to clone that thing link and then just switch the background out. So that's what I would do. That would be my workaround. Um, that's my suggested. But it has been mentioned before as a, a feature request. Um, but yeah, that's a simple solution. If you just... Mm -hmm clone and then switch out the background you copy all your tags over all right okay perfect yeah Louise, if you don't mind i know that um ian's on the the, the webinar tonight and he delivered an interesting webinar a, a couple of months ago um ian would you really like to share your thoughts on it from a PE point of view because i know you'd shared a really interesting thing like that you made up as well yeah, I'm very happy to, to share. Um, my, my internet connection is is going in and out. I'm really pausing tonight, so um, forgive me if it just drops down. But um, yeah, like Louise, I've been a bit of a PE geek for a <laughs> and the technology for quite a while. So yeah, I've used the Thing Link um, for a number of things, um, and the stuff that I showed you was um, all about for revision for higher PE and um, delivering the course through it. So um, I'll, do you want me to share it or do? Yeah, go for it. I'd like to see it, Ian. Okay, right, let's see if I can. Um, it's a work of art, Louise. <laughs> get this up a bit. Uh, right, 
So while, while Stine's just sharing that, I should say that in South Lanarkshire, um, speak to Karen about how you're accessing Link, because I know that they are buying it for all of the teachers that need it in South Lanarkshire. Yeah, I forgot to, no, I didn't forget, I was going to say it, but probably the best time to put it, uh, say it just now. I've got a Google form as well that Karen sent me um, for oh, some Council, so I'm going to put that in the chat box just now. That If you fill that in, you'll, you'll be able, hopefully be able to secure a, a seat. Um, Can you all see it, by the way? Because I can. Yeah. Nice. Perfect. Um, I created this image, um, it's my thing called the, the cycle of impact, um, and from within that, all of these are... Uh, interactive buttons um, that allow the pupils to go in and look at all the different types of questions that can come up in all these different areas and within that um, obviously putting a bit of text and just explaining how to answer that type of questions and then uh, embedded um, Google Slides with uh, all the answers for the pupils so they were able to go in and pick these out and see model answers um, for the, all the different areas of the course and just created a, a series of these um, for all the uh, peoples to uh, use and within that what, what I further did is I embedded this into um, slides presentations so basically the pupils have, have got these um, for revision for the course for all their learning so that's one of the ways that I, that I used Thing link um, and it's been absolutely fantastic uh, for the pupils. Some of the other things that we've done with it, if I get back here, um, is I'm so trying to find this in my folder. Um, this one here, we did a wee 3D tour of the um, the other part of my faculty, which is the home economics area, and just embedded all the different things. This is actually for the transition for the um, P7s coming up if we're not going to get into the school and see it um, and then some of the other stuff that I've done right here as well um, is that to go along with these uh, thing links I'm just trying to see if and Aberdeen have actually got a district account as well. So yeah. basically, you know, teachers can use ThingLink for free and get a free account, but it does give them um, like a free unlimited time trial, but you don't get the options for those folders and for sharing and embedding. But Aberdeen, just like South Atlantic Shire, bought one so teachers can collaborate as well. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that's what I've got there. And that's why I saw a lot. There's linked folders. Uh, in there from people that put stuff that are shared right across the authority. And this is the other one, and this is where my question came up, Louise, about putting, uh, being able to get the tags numbered between above number 10, because um, we just created this as, a, as an information uh, thing link. So basically it's a one-stop shop for all the different areas, um, and the pupils can go in. We've embedded images, um, and some of them with text. There's other ones that have got links to, um, to find out one I've got there that's got a link in it and um, videos yeah so that's got that's got a link to actually just what this looks like in Google Slides again um, and a whole presentation there on the approach to gathering data um, and come back here 
this forum. Um, links to websites. And I think it's really useful because then you, people don't have to go off to like lots of different places. You know, your no. stuff's kind of embedded and it's all there, one place for everyone to go. And I think parents were what i heard over lockdown was parents were quite pleased to have that because if people were using youtube it was sending people down a kind of youtube um rabbit warren uh with adverts and suggested videos and of course with thinglink you don't need to use youtube because you can upload your video to a thinglink and then just embed that or link that so it was a really hand handy tool to have yeah and that, that's just what i was going to say it was like a one-stop shop for everything um and once I'd created, created one, then I could just clone them, share them with staff, um, the kids embed them in all sorts of different things as well. So um, I've really, really liked ThingLink. Um, I find it so much easier to use. I'm just gonna try and find out where my um, screen is going to stop me sharing. <laughs> <coughs> So then, so then, would you just put that on your Google Classroom then for them to access? Uh, yeah, put it through Google Classroom, put it out as a post. Um, also, as well, like, like um, Louise said, you can uh, uh, put it on social media as well. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to get up the top here and see what it says stop share up near the green bit. All right, that's this. Sorry. There you go. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really use Zoom much to deliver uh, many lessons, you see. Uh, only when we're about. Put you on the spot there. Thanks very much. No, no, no problem. No problem. Yeah. It was good, to, it was good to, to see that again, Ian, after Louise has kind of gone through all that and now I've got a bit more of an understanding on it. So that was good mm -hmm. to kind of refresh that in, the, in my head yeah. anyway. Um, so. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But... Um, no, I'd, as I say, I really like ThingLink and, and uh, a couple of other tools. I just think they're fantastic. But it was great to, to see a couple of other things that Louise did there. Um, Louise, I was going to ask you a question. Um, that that PPAS ThingLink that you created, and you see the one when you were going on the, the tour of the stadium, was that just a ThingLink embedded and another ThingLink you were linking to to go like go through the doors and, and stuff like that? Yeah. So, so basically, that's just a tour tag. So people have created those three. So, say for example, you had 10 360 images, you would just upload those images all in one go to your ThingLink account, and then you could rename them to whatever you wanted, for example, like boot room or whatever. And then what I would recommend is that you uh, create a kind of virtual front door and then you decide, you know, which is going to be the first image and then you would, you know, be able to tag things um, to use that tour tag, which would take you on to the next scene. So that's a really nice way of doing it. So Colts Academy, have a chat with Al and there. He'll share the Colts one with you. Um, but that stadium one was actually a marketing asset that was created by... I think it was one of the sponsors, like the energy sponsors of that Opal Arena in Rhineland in Germany. And they had it as a resource on their website. Arsenal Football Club also did something similar, but I think it's been taken down now. But they actually had thing links of um, like the players in their strip and you could like click and see all of the player statistics and then 
funnily enough, you could click on other button which took you to buy the strip for them. <laughs> so I think what's really interesting is that, you know, you can see this being used in future careers and you can clearly see progression. So I've seen uh, primary schools use it to create shoebox rooms and then take a 360 inside the shoebox and they've made chairs and windows and furniture. And that gives a really unique perspective for the learner about what it's like to be in their shoebox room. And then I've, been, I've seen higher art galleries created as dioramas in like a cardboard box. And you think those people are gonna go on to be designers, architects, you know. You can actually see CFE progression in action. And I pulled up Expressive Arts to show what experiences and outcomes you could actually see in action from early years right the way through to hires and then you see you know stadiums using it or you see the daily mail using it or the press and journal used it for an interactive map called speaking scots you know products um you know the, the world's changed hasn't it to, to the way that we shop the way that we interact and multimedia is and 360 is, is yet to be fully explored. And if we're thinking truly about digital skills and demonstrating digital skills, particularly in media, then what better way than to show people how they can present in whatever voice they want to and whatever medium they want to. But think about it in terms of enriching learning experiences as well. Silence now, I've stunned you all. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, I think it's an absolutely fantastic tool. And I think uh, I like the idea, Ian, as well, of for the P7s, especially because they can't come up this year, is just creating one for, like, showing them, like, the sports hall and all, like, the full-size basketball nets and all that. I think it's absolutely superb. Um, yeah. And it seems like just well, like the, the ideas are just completely endless with it. And you can just be super creative. And um, I, yeah. I can't wait to, to start creating some, actually. I'm looking forward yeah, to it. Exactly. I, I, if you did a health and safety tour as well so that pupils had to do the health and safety training of what it's like to be in the gym for example you could have mm -hmm. the gym equipment packed and what you know videos of it in use and you know people have got to collect a keyword from everything and enter it into transition as Amanda said at the end there uh, to actually get to the place where you know they've actually completed it. So it's almost like mandatory health and safety training. So uh, it just makes it fun and interactive. I've got, an, uh, you could even use it, to, to, you can make a thing link of how to set up like the, the equipment, like the badminton stands and all that. Because I, I don't know about you, Clark, but um, that's a bit of a struggle with a new S1 class. Especially yeah. the stands that we've got in our school, they're an absolute ton of weight. I spend a full lesson, I spend a full lesson <laughs> trying to set them out. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's brilliant. Yeah, I think uh, a girl in my department, she created a, a virtual dance show this year, obviously, because they couldn't do it. Um, and she used ThingLink to do that. So she, like, I think she had like a photo of the stage and then it was the different icons for the dancers walking out and everything. It was brilliant. I saw um, a number of teachers. I'm a really big Go Noodle fan. I think it's just absolutely fantastic. I could dance to Go Noodle myself. Um, I'm, I don't know if you've seen Go Noodle, but it's just, oh, it's just fantastic. So it's like really kind of cool street kind of dance videos for education. 
Um, and just seeing all of those videos embedded into like a choice board so that pupils could pick and choose what activity they were doing that day. It certainly gave them an alternative to Joe Wicks. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember you, yeah. You used, I used it with the primary school I worked in for a year. Just had a wee flashback there of using it. I, I knew I recognised the name. It's really cool. They loved it. <laughs> Hey, you, it's like, I can't remember. I'm not going to embarrass myself now. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a rendition of it. Um, no, but I think, I think um, I, your, your presentation there, Louise, kind of covered, we, only, we had five questions from the guests, but everything that you said uh, touched on everything that we, we were going to ask you there. So, um, no, that was absolutely brilliant, and it's certainly given me a lot more different ways in which I, how I can use it and how to use it properly make the full use of it. Yeah, so Amanda's also said you can embed Jumpstart Johnny videos. I remember that as well. I worked in the primary, they loved that. Uh, yoga Jumpstart kids as well, and, and various <laughs> different challenges. Um, just, just when I, I mentioned earlier about the South Lanarkshire Council opportunity, so um, I've put the Google form in the chat, but if anyone's listening from home or are driving just now, then get in touch with Karen McLeod at South Lanarkshire Council to um, have the opportunity um, to secure a ThingLink seat. Um, which is a community um, where everyone shares good practice and there's almost 200 seats been allocated already. Um, so if you, if you want to, to have the opportunity to do that, go to the South Lancashire Council Staff Learning Centre and complete the Google form, which is, um, which is on there. And if you need to, it's a first come, first serve basis and they're really looking to grow the community over the next year. So get in touch with Karen McLeod, um, who's a digital uh, curriculum and quality improvement um, officer. So, put that in there as well. Then, so I think, as Louis said, I think most of the questions have been answered throughout the session. Um, does anyone get any final remarks? Just that if people don't belong to a Scottish council and they want to get started, just go to thinglink.com forward slash edu, sign up for a free account. We have a really nice Facebook community, just search for Thinglink Education. Um, on Facebook and join and you'll see lots of nice examples um, follow me on Twitter and Amanda on Twitter as well AJOB Picard she's always sharing the most fantastic things and I just want to hear from everyone else I, I just love having examples I'm really lucky my job essentially is just to grow nice use cases of ThingLink and share them with the community so I'm quite privileged but that's only as good as you know people sharing with us as well so thank you to you guys as well this has been brilliant i've loved uh, meeting you both and chatting with you both and i feel really um a bit more motivated to go out and do my run now which <laughs> i wasn't <laughs> yeah i'm going to try and go out as well so we're, we're, we're out together i'm going to try and create a thing link so <laughs> <laughs> if um yeah that's no that's going to be my job um for, for starting back in august to, to use that to try and teach some of the just to try and make my teaching a wee bit more engaging when it is doing some of the theory stuff. Um, so mm -hmm. I will definitely get back in touch with you, Louise, um, if I come up with any world-class ideas for it. Um, definitely. So, I know. I just want to say thanks very much for, for giving up your time tonight and coming on and sharing your presentation and giving some good PE examples in there as well, which is always helpful um, because I think the majority of the people that listen to the podcast are PE students or PE teachers. So... Um, I'm sure they'll be able to take something away from that if they've not um, stumbled upon ThingLink yet. Um, so thanks very much for, for doing that for us tonight. It was great. Thank you. Nice to meet you, Louise. Yeah, take care, everyone. Keep in touch.
Thanks again for joining us in this week's episode of the podcast. We hope you've been able to take something away that you can implement into your practice or life. If you regularly listen to the podcast, then why not leave us a review to let us know how we're doing and where we can perhaps improve. That way we can take action and further develop the Obo podcast. Until next time, we hope you have a fantastic week. Take care.